You're listening to Season 6 of Upside Down Podcast. This is Lindsay Wallace. I'm Kayla Craig. I'm Patty Taylor. And I'm Elisa Molina. Upside Down Podcast is an ecumenical conversation at the intersection of justice, spirituality, and culture. And we have created this space with you in mind. So join us for unscripted conversations on God's Upside Down Kingdom. Welcome to Upside Down Podcast. I am Kayla Craig, and I will be our host for today's episode. And I'm so excited about today's episode. Get ready for a really, really special interview. So this is the third of our four final episodes in which we get to take some time to really know the co-hosts behind the scenes. So we're talking about the stuff that you don't necessarily see on social media or hear on a traditional podcast episode. I hope you can really hear the love we have for each other in these more intimate conversations. It has been a gift to kind of do these deep dives and record. Um, So I hope hope there's something that you can take away um, too. And I just hope that we're really like modeling well what it looks like to end well, to end together and end like in unity and in love. So today we will be doing a deep dive with the one and the only Patricia A. Taylor, aka Patty, about a variety of things, both personally and professionally, and just in general as it relates to podcasting. So this podcast has meant so much to all of us. And this opportunity to go deeper with one another means a lot too. And hopefully you've already listened to our last episode when the one and only Elisa Molina was in the hot seat. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Ah, she gave us so much, so many little truth nuggets to hold on to. So many words. So, so <laughs> we love you, Elisa. So much we fire. So much yes. fire. <laughs> yes, you said you wanted to be known, but passionate. And that's exactly the word I would describe for you. So if you haven't already listened, go back and listen to that. Go back and listen to our conversation with Lindsay. Uh, so, so, so much good stuff. So anyway, now let's go ahead and jump right in. So we're going to do kind of a question answer session. Um, But before we begin, I want to share that Patty has become a for real best friend to me. And to know Patty is to love her. She's genuine, thoughtful, and truly an amazing person behind the scenes. Um, Her friendship has been there for me through moves and job changes, parenting struggles, and so much more. She is the type of friend I can talk about justice issues one minute and then die laughing about something utterly ridiculous the next. She is also a gold medal winning selfie taker. (laughs) Seriously, so good. So good. And she leaves epic Voxer messages. I have been on a rooftop bar with her in New York City, and I've ridden a water roller coaster with her in the middle of Iowa. So, like, she is just that kind of person. She does not like coffee or chocolate, but she is still 100% my person, and I think I speak for all of us that uh, her presence illuminates every space she is in. Not only is she an incredible human and wonderful friend, but she is the type of person that shows up as a 
anti-racism educator, as a writer, as a neighbor, as a mom, as a wife. Um, she's just the type of person you can cry with and also laugh with. So get your red vines together for a special interview with Patty Taylor. <laughs> oh, Kayla. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, My red vines. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be an answer to some question later. <laughs> Always about the red vines. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so you have been, how long have you been around Upside Down Podcast? Oh, I think been around as a listener, like four seasons or so. Okay. Four and a half. Okay. And then, yeah. yeah. And then rounding out my second as a (laughs) co-host. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, you're, you have just like been such a pivotal part of like when we say like this is a collaborative podcast it really is and we're all just so so grateful for how you show up you know and and bring your perspective and your heart to the things that we talk about but also just like who you are behind the scenes so a lot has happened (laughs) since you've joined upside down podcast I know in your personal life and your professional life. So this is kind of a conversation and um, a question we've asked kind of all of us, but what has growth looked like for you since you first said, okay, I'll do this weird podcast thing. I'll, I'll, I'll join. <laughs> so you can, you can take that a lot of ways, you know, perspective shifts, faith changes, um, the work that you're doing in your community and nationally, just what does that look like for you? Hmm. Uh, first I'm still like kind of reeling for the, from the kind words you said at the beginning. <laughs> so I'm like, I need a minute. Um, growth. I, okay. Growth for me since becoming a co-host has been a lot more confidence in who God created me to be and the ways that I have viewed and wrestled with and believed the true Christ to be has been so affirmed and it's, it's really helped me to grow in confidence in that way of like, okay, I'm not the only one who's, who's asking these questions. I'm not the only one who's having these struggles. I'm not the only one who's wondering, Hmm, what about this or what about that? And I feel like for, even as a listener, you know, I was getting that for sure, but then having the, the friendship with you all and knowing that there was a space where you could come and be curious and, and there was a space where you could come and show up fully as yourself and those questions wouldn't get shut down. The fullness of who I, I am wouldn't get shut down, but it would be embraced and to be with people who are willing to, not just willing, but like eager and wanting to go on that journey with you has been pivotal in my growth because it's just been that reminder of like, there, like we are all in this together. Like, there is a thread of connection that that we experience and that we share. And I think sometimes when you feel like you're standing alone in something, <laughs> you know, that just, that can affect you in so many ways, you know, it could, and you, you're, you're spending so much time wondering, like, am I alone in this, <laughs> that you miss other things. And I think with Upside Down Podcast, it's been so telling and such a reminder that I, I'm not, nor was I ever alone in any of this. And so that's just helped me to feel like I can, 
I can grow and propel forward even more. Like I can step out in bolder ways and bigger ways and ways that are more true to who I am and to who God created me to be uniquely me and to, uh, to be in spaces where that was not welcomed. And then to be in space where that is, is it's really, it just changes everything. It really does. Hmm. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the trajectory, because when you joined Upside Down Podcast, you had also kind of made the shift on how you were showing up on social media and how you were using specifically Instagram. A lot of us are on the gram, but I know you really like were really thoughtful and spent a lot of time thinking and praying. And there has been like a lot of growth. So somebody that maybe followed you three years ago might be like, oh, wow, like there's this whole other like side to her. Could you like tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Because honestly, like when Upside Down Podcast came into my life, it was, it definitely lined up with this shift, you know, happening too. So I was for sure in more of like the mommy blogger realm on Instagram and sharing uh, some things with my kids and, and products and, uh, was, you know, getting paid to do that. And also would share like maybe a little like meditations or devotional, you know, style pieces, but, um, like a lot of people after Trayvon Martin, I was like really wrestling with this does not feel true to me. Like there are, like no shade to how people make money or show up on social media. Like we can all choose to do that for ourselves. But for me, I was like, but I don't care about your pie recipe. This, this boy was murdered, you know? And, and then I feel like in my circles, in my spaces, not at all that they weren't there. I just wasn't connected to them, (laughs) but in my spaces, I didn't see anyone reflecting those thoughts that I was having. So I started to share them and I was terrified because I just like knew that I wasn't in a space where like the it was more likely that uh, I would be pushed out or be an outcast for sharing and expressing those opinions and those thoughts. But that's like the truest part of me that's always been there. But um, I just had to have, again, the confidence to know that I can do this and whatever happens, like I'm being faithful to God and I'm not <laughs> you know, worried about like how how man responds. So that was like years ago, honestly, like over five years ago. And I just had a very slow path of finally getting to the point where I was like, I need to put my all into this. This is really where my passion lies. This is really like what I feel is my purpose. This is really what I'm here to do. And so I made that shift um, in 2019 to create and start a new page where I, you know, would share as kind of like my tagline for my website back when people were actually blogging. <laughs> um, but some thoughts from your black friend. And so it was it was exactly that, like some thoughts from your black friend. And then I began to uh, connect with people I was learning from, which was the, the most incredible thing, and uh, stepped into the space even more, even heavily, even more heavily as an educator, an anti-racism educator. And it's kind of just kept going from there. You know, and not to mention the fact that all that happened in the summer of 2020 and the spring of 2020 and, and all of that trajectory was like, well, it's interesting that I just decided to finally get, put my all into this. <laughs> and then a month later, like all of this happens, you know, so I do think that 
I was ready. Like I felt like I was shot out of a cannon, but at the same time, God was like, yeah, but you've been preparing for this for like five years. You just haven't, you just haven't like moved on it. And so around that time when Upside Down came, it was, it was again, just so necessary for me. And so the timing of it was so incredible. Like uh, having these difficult wrestlings and conversations and wanting to cry out like, why? What is happening? How come people don't see this? Why aren't we getting this? You know, like this is my real life experience. But but having a safe space to do that, you know, and to, and to ha- be honest about all those things. So if somebody's listening right now and like they're feeling those stirrings when, in whatever way that looks like in their life, like what would you say to them? Like if they're like, Gosh, what she's saying is resonating with me so much, but I don't, I don't know how to hold all of this. Like, what would you, what would you tell your former self as you were like preparing mm-hmm. to, to shift and change? Mm. Uh, I would tell my former self and anyone who's listening that there's a reason why you are having these, these stirrings, these feelings. You are enough right now <laughs> where you are. You don't have to solve it all in a day, but if you just take steps towards what you feel is is making this impression on you and, and in your spirit, then like you will find your way. Like you really, really will, without a doubt, because you're being faithful. You're being faithful to what is in you. And I think that it's such a disservice when we turn our backs on ourselves. And for a while, like that's what I was doing because of fear and insecurities and other reasons. But then when I decided to finally embrace all of that, it wasn't that things just automatically got easy. <laughs> like like things got really hard. And actually the very things that I, I hoped wouldn't happen is exactly what happened. I did get pushed out of my community and I, and I did lose friends and, you know, there's a cost, but it's worth it. I would do it again over and over again because uh, I'm, I'm showing up as my truest self, as my truest version of myself, I am walking out my convictions and not just talking about them, you know, and with that often does come sacrifices. And, but those sacrifices are still nothing compared to uh, just knowing that you are, you're honoring God and honoring the gifts that God has given you. So the fear is real. Like, I'm not going to be one of those who's like, oh, we'll just, you know, like, faith over fear and like bypass that, you know? Um, but it really is going to be okay. Like the process is going to be okay because the reward of that is so worth it because then you get to find people who are really the ones that you should have been with all along, (laughs) you know, the ones who, who are opening those doors for you, those opening those arms for you. And, and there are others, I think, whenever there's opposition, whenever I get nastiness in comments, because, you know, social media, whatever there is another, for me in particular, whenever there's another black woman who's like, thank you for saying the thing. Like, I'm just like that right there. Like that, that made it all worth it. Because for for so long, I was the one waiting for someone to say the thing. (laughs) And then I realized like, oh, I think I should be the one. Okay, but no, really? Are you sure? Uh, Let me run from this for as long as I can. (laughs) So, yeah, 
Wow. I love that. And I know we've talked, you know, through the years, we've talked about the Enneagram and how that's kind of helped us understand maybe our tendencies or others. And I know you are an Enneagram one and you have a tendency to be so hard on yourself. And I feel like I'm always like, Patty, you're amazing. Like (laughs) you're wonderful. But, you know, I think that we all have those different struggles where maybe Mm -hmm. we we're extra, um, just hard on ourselves. And, and I think that it's beautiful to hear you kind of share about how you've walked through that in real time. And like some of those insecurities and wonderings and like real grief and real like loss Mm -hmm. of community, like those things don't go away, but right. It's like that, like both and that, that tension. Um, so. And I love how she led with I need you to know that you're enough right now in true Patty fashion. Like you asked her, (laughs) what would you say to somebody who is kind of in her same spot? And she said a lot of really great things. Um, And also she led with, I need you to know that right now you are enough. That's just. Thanks, Elisa. True (laughs) Patty fashion right there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the lessons that I'm learning, you know, and, and I, again, I've shared about it before, but it, what Kayla shared is so true. Like I just have that loud inner critic. Um, and I saw something recently that, um, let me see if I can find it that, Oh, that Hillary Mc, McBride had shared. And she said, spiritual, spiritual trauma is someone handing you an inner critic and telling you it's the voice of God. And like, that's what I experienced. So I already had like the inner critic, like I already had like the, I'm very hard on myself. And then I had someone who I trusted in that role of spiritual leader telling me I was not enough, telling me that my voice was too much, telling me that, you know, everything I was sharing, posting, saying was giving them pause or making them uncomfortable. So it just reinforced that. And I was like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like I had to take a big step back and been doing a lot of healing work to be like, hold on. Like, uh, I'm sorry, but let's go back to the same God who created the moon and stars and skies. Like God knew what he, what, what he, she, they was doing when I was created. So who are you to tell me otherwise? <laughs> but that is not something that just like sh- popped up in me. Like that's something I really had to work hard, you know, because I don't, there is this thing in me that's like, I want to get it right. <laughs> you know, like, like not because like, I don't know, like not for myself, but this, the work that I do impacts every, like it impacts people, like real people. And, and I want to get it right for them, you know, but then taking that pressure off myself also and be like, and you're still human. Hello. <laughs> so you do the best that you can with what you have. And again, it is enough. Hmm. And I love that, you know, like people might see somebody like you who is doing this really outward facing work, but you're also doing the work behind the scenes, the people that, the things that people don't see, right? Like you are, like you mentioned, working on, on healing. And um, I think those go hand in hand, like whatever we're doing, we're, we're doing this work that is affecting real life humans like real life bodies and souls and hearts and minds like we have to also be taking care of ourselves too like elisa said in the last episode like we love god and we love our neighbor also we love ourselves um and i think like just being your friend Mm -hmm. and and seeing how 
you have kind of embodied that has given me and given other people permission um, to do that work too and to take care of ourselves. So, so we have talked about like 500 billion things on Upside Down Podcast. So here's a really difficult question. <laughs> what are some of the specific topics that have really resonated with you? Oh, this is so hard. I've shared this before too. I'm like these questions are always tripping me up. I'm like, I want to say all the things. I don't know. Um, I think similar to like what both Lindsay and Elisa have shared in their previous episodes, the, the episodes that have made the most impact are the ones that have taken me somewhere outside of like what I would consider like my, you know, quote unquote normal train of thought. And, and I'm just so glad that I've been in a place where I've been open to that, you know, uh, yeah, Caitlin Curtis, that episode was was one where I I remember having a conversation around the time of listening to that, to that episode with a friend I used to go to church with and didn't know anything about the episode or, or her book Native that was coming out at the time. But somehow it just it came up in conversation where she was saying something about like, oh, I mean, I, uh, I believe that, you know, like we can find God in anything, but I don't mean like that weird way with like the trees and the leaves and da, da, you know, and like just the way that, that like that she said it was very clearly like a put down uh, that I honestly might not have have caught on before just doing my own like personal work and research and understanding and having more like indigenous friends, you know, around me where I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? Like, what's so like, why would that be so off-putting or odd to you, you know? And so I just think that, you know, her episode, um, I may have said this for our 100th, and Lindsay, I'm t- probably taking an answer from you too, but the one with Dr. Christina Cleveland, for sure, uh, God is a Black woman, and and even we talked about the Enneagram, but the Enneagram and Justice episode, because it was, I love that episode so much because it wasn't, it was beyond just like, hey, you're this number. Okay, thanks for thanks for coming. <laughs> it was like it how, wasn't like, navel gazing. That, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, it was like that met me where I was, you know, like, OK, great. Like, I know these things about me, the good things and the not so good things. <laughs> but I want to I want to put my faith in action. So how do I do that? And it really spoke to, you know, that question and what, you know, we shared even earlier in this conversation of, OK, how can I get out of my own way as a one? How can I find my lane, whatever that is, and how can I do the thing, <laughs> like Lisa said in her last episode? So, yeah, those are just like a few of them, but there really are so many um, because, gosh, like we and then you all before me <laughs> have had some amazing, <laughs> like amazing guests. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm with the big timers. Like, <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> um, it's wild. It's wild how many people we've hosted on this yes yes and I think there was another one was it um oh my gosh help me remember her name I know uh, Cecily Smith uh oh. Uh, oh my gosh like that was I was just like black woman fire like brought it down you know but it just again it met me right where I was where she and uh, she has a, a story too she has a story where she's been in these spaces and she's had to fight for her faith and to show up fully, you know, in her skin and, and with her voice and doing the work that she's doing, um, to be an advocate for, for women and for, you know, whole life, you know, theology and understanding. And I was just like, gosh, 
she's incredible, you know? <laughs> so it was all these pieces and that, that also made me think like, oh, I could do that too. Like I can, I can be there with them too. I love, I love hearing that. And I think it's so true. Like these episodes, it's our goal to keep them accessible for the foreseeable future. And I think there are times where it's like, go back to one, go back to a topic Mm -hmm. that you need in that, in that moment or that, that person that can speak into something that, you know, like that was the thing. Like we want to bring other people in to share their experiences, their lived theology, their wonderings. So we can have like, as Elisa said, like this more expansive view of, of Christ's love and who God is in the world. Um, So were there any topics that we didn't get to that you wish we had? Hmm. <laughs> it's like we cover it a lot. <laughs> um, geez. I mean, we really did cover so much. I think that there were topics that I wish we could like circle back to, you know, <laughs> and, and like do like updates of, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, the one that we had with J.S. Park and, like, grief was just such a powerful one. Um, the one that the three of us and Johnny had about deconstructing, like, there could have been so much more, I think, that we could have said about that whole conversation. Um, part twos. I think, we needed part twos. Right. Yeah, we needed a lot of part twos. <laughs> uh, but I think it was great because we, you know, we did what we set out to do and, and again, model these conversations and, and hopefully get the ball rolling so that people will listen and then go have their own part twos. Uh, but I just enjoyed like having these, these conversations so much because it just, they all felt like such a sacred space, you know? Uh, one, I think that again, like has been touched on and done, but women in our bodies, like, it's just, especially like the pandemic and, uh, and as we are aging, cause it's a natural process, but just like, there's been a lot of, like, I've really wrestled with just being totally transparent. I've wrestled with like where my body's been since having my third child and then wrestling mm-hmm. with like, what is actually like, what's the, um, like embracing my body as it is, is like something I, I like want to do. And I want to model that for my daughters. But then there's also a part of me that's like, I just don't like this part of me. Is it okay to say that? Like, is it okay to want to like do something mm-hmm. about that? You know, like, will I be a sellout if I'm like, actually, I wouldn't be mad if I didn't have this gut, you know? And so it's just like having that conversation with like four women, you know, and just to share about that, mm-hmm. because I, I that's another area where social media just does a whole lot. You know, like the, a lot of people who are like, oh, we're like pro like positive body or neutral body movement. Totally, completely like take out the the racism that's in diet culture. Like they don't even address that. And then a lot of like, <laughs> Caitlin and I have talked about this a little bit offline. Like the, the you know, oh, your yes, body's a good have. body. <laughs> the good, your body's a good body. And it's like, okay, um, everyone's saying that like looks the same. So, you know, so I don't know. That's just something that, that I think as a, you know, 40 year old woman with three kids and, you know, I just like, that's another conversation we could have had for sure. Oh my gosh, Patty. I'm so glad you brought that up because for sure, like that would be an amazing conversation to have because I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm right there with you and all that you just said, like, 
But is it okay to be like, yeah, but I need to like lay off all the pizza. Like I love my body, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, so yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what Patty and I have had a conversation off air about how also a lot of this like body positivity comes from people that are able-bodied. Um, Mm -hmm. and we're like, yeah, Yeah. there's just, there's a whole lot, a whole lot there from a lot of different angles Mm -hmm. and directions. Like you said, it could also be a part one and two. So many episodes we've ended with like, well, that was only the tip of the iceberg, you know, like it's like, well, we started it. This could be a whole podcast in and of itself with like an entire series. So I don't know. Stay tuned. We don't know what the future holds for Upside Down, but maybe we'll do a bonus episode or something. Just like an airing of grievances. <laughs> Right. Oh, there we go. Sign me up. That's, that's how we should have ended it. We're mad. Yes. Like, right, we're mad. Here's what we really wanted to say. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're gonna go out with. <laughs> we're gonna go out hot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can still do that. Well, I I don't know. I think that's a good idea. I'm kind of here for it. Okay. So for now, Patricia Taylor, <laughs> where do you find yourself headed as you look? forward from this experience and you can take that as you may Hmm. more grounded in my faith and more open to learning and wanting to show my kids a different way Uh, yeah like I'm not I, I was for sure more committed and and tied down to certain ideas that I am no longer committed and tied down to. And it feels like a bit of a free fall, <laughs> but in the best <laughs> way. Like, it's, I don't feel like, like it's a free fall, but I know that there is a net there to catch me, you know, and that net is Jesus. So it's okay for me to, you know, fall and do whatever I need to do in this time. So I, yeah, I think that just having more continuing to grow in this for sure, but having (laughs) more wisdom, more knowledge about things and, and more of a, like I had to give myself permission to be able to explore those things. And, you know, Mm -hmm. to do that, like, I think looking down the road, I just want to really model that for my family and for those I'm in community with and, and know that I don't have to like put myself in a box as I have also previously put God in a box in order to do that, you know, and still like be able to proclaim, like, I love Jesus with everything in me, you know, like God is real. (laughs) Um, But I don't have to do it in such limit, limited and limiting ways that I have previously or have believed had to be done previously. That's good. Yeah. And you've also like, I think just like knowing you, you have had these moments where you're just willing to pivot. Like if you need to pivot, if you need to make a change, you're willing to do that. And um, gosh, how much better would like our whole country be if we were just like, okay, gonna pivot, you know, like that there's like a holiness to that. Really, really. I think there's a lot, a lot there. And um <laughs> You have, well, because I I want to. I thank you. I mean, I I try. I because I I just don't. 
I mean, I want to be a woman of action and not just words. And we can learn all that we learn and, you know, we can use the great example of 2020 if we want to talk specifically just as an example of all that happened in the supposed racial awakening and how many people have just like consumed and then they're they've fallen off the wagon since then so mm-hmm. i just want to be in this position where if i've learned something if i've gained some knowledge some truth a deeper understanding then i want to ask myself well what do i do with it now do i just hold on to it and be like oh this is nice and then keep going in the exact same path that i've been going on <laughs> or do i want or do i sometimes i put put that thing up and compare it to where i am now and realize these things don't align so i do need to make a change and i do need to pivot so that they can align. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So what is your hope? This is a big question. So just soak this all in and like embrace your inner Elisa for the, for the answer. (laughs) 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 So what is your hope for yourself, for your community, for your church or just spiritual life, faith community five years from now. So we kind of talked about like where you are right now looking ahead, Mm -hmm. but let's say we fast forward five years. What's going on? Hmm. (laughs) Okay. Channeling the inner Lisa. Okay. Let's see. No, I, I think that, um, like I want to see that in five years I've built upon what I've said today and and taken actionable steps to being in a community and that's not limited to the four walls of a church but being in a community where i'm with people who are linking arms to take real steps to seeing and as much as possible the imagination and the desire that we that we hold to have god's upside down kingdom become a reality here on earth. Like I want to be connected. I want to be linking arms with people. I want my, my kids and my husband to be like all of us in, in it together. You know, um, I want to see like the community that I'm part of like thriving and flourishing and not because of any like material things, but because like we love each other so much that, that we are looking out for each other's like souls, like the well being of, of, like the deep yes. well-being, you know, like of how, like how we're really doing, you know, like we care for each other, that we um, care for our neighbors who we might not care for, <laughs> you know, in reality, but we, we stretch ourselves, you know, to do that so we can, uh, you know, it. we don't, ex- <laughs> we don't exclude people, I, which I like, I, my flesh this is why I need Jesus is like, nah, I'm not, nah. <laughs> Um, like, like you all know, I've been like looking for places to live and there, there are some neighborhoods I've, neighborhoods I've driven through have certain signs and flags and things. And I'm like, nope, not here. This ain't it. So (laughs) be real about that. Keep driving. driving. This is not the place for my family. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I, in five years want to be part of, of a faith community that does not ever make anyone feel the way that I have felt that Mm. my beliefs, that my questions, that my ethnicity, that my wonderings, that my wanderings, that what I do know, what I don't know, like that any of that is like not okay. That's not acceptable. It's not enough. 
and and I just want to do everything in my power to be a part of something that um, really like means it when we say like come as you are. Mm. Wow, that's gosh, that's that's it. There it is. There it is, folks. <laughs> and, and you know, like as somebody, um, you know, I've seen you care for others so much and show up for others and like be the one that's like tending to a lot of other people's needs. And I just hope like in five years you can look back and say like the people showed up and did that for me too. You know, um, like you didn't just have to be the, the caregiver or like be strong for others, but like that someone, a bunch of someone's, a whole community of someone's would be taking care of you too, because you know, you deserve it. And like that episode, I can't remember which one, but I think maybe it was the hundredth episode when Lindsay was like, I, I want you to take care of yourself. So you'd be around for a long time. Um, and she said it in a much more beautiful way, but I, that has really stuck with me when I think mm-hmm. of you, Patty and, and all of you and, and our listeners too, you know, me too. Lindsay got me. I was like, God, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's so quiet. True. And then she just comes in and it's like, right, Oh dang. Right. Now we're crying. Exactly. I was like, well, I do want to add to that. I re- it's been such a joy to like watch you transform Patty. Like you talked earlier about how you feel like you're becoming like your your truest self. And I feel like we've gotten to bear witness to that. And it's been such a joy. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you're um I mean this is a little thing, but it's not at all a little thing. When your Instagram profile said, I think it said I'm nobody's expert, just a black woman living in America. And how like it hurt me to read just a black woman. And that you grew into your fullest, truest self. Mm-hmm. And now it says, I know some things. And you've like <laughs> owned that knowing in a way that is just like so beautiful. And so obviously like watching God work in you, watching you like not only own your knowing, but also own your inner knowing and your divinity and to really step out into these roles that God has given you is just been like such a joy for us to, for us to bear witness to that. So, um, yeah, I just want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to like walk with you. And I think about your daughters and as they like have this mom who's doing that, who's like living her truest, most beautiful life in front of them and how like, just like what that will look like generationally for your family is Mm. a really exciting thing to think about. Thanks, Lindsay. Just do it again. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes are sweating. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I actually remember when I made that change too. Like some of, Mm. so much of it was just like, I just don't want to like, I don't know, like just let people down, you know, by thinking that, that I know more than I do. And then realizing like, hold, hold on. Like I do know, I do actually know a lot, <laughs> but also yeah. more than uh, like external things. Like I know me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, whew. everybody take a breath, wipe your eyes because we are going in water. to our next segment, which is really fun. And I'm going to like channel my inner like game show 
slash like tonight show talk hosts which patty and i <laughs> went to the late show under the surface like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so i just have to say patty and i went to the late show with stephen colbert mm-hmm. and somewhere there's like footage of patty and i like crumpling to the ground screaming when he surprised guest denzel washington <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely like on the Price is Right. That was my Price is Right moment. Oh where my I was gosh. I, like, almost, I almost peed my pants because we were like holding each other, like melting down to the ground, like screaming, like laughing and crying at the same time. Like then it was like I knew that we had to be like so ridiculous. So then I was like laughing and crying more. And I just like I just want that energy for this rapid fire question. <laughs> and also so this was after we already saw Keanu and what? Henry Cavill. Like we already saw them, and then it was like a surprise, Denzel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can die now. <laughs> you guys, she was like slain in the spirit. It was, it was so funny. Slain in the spirit by Denzel. Oh, this is so good. This is the best lead up to rapid fire that there will ever be in the history of rapid fires. We can be done now. <laughs> we know all there is we know all that we need to know patty Slated you know we told people you're gonna get some behind the scenes stuff with these interviews so you yeah. know there it is that there is, it behind is. The scenes. There you're it delivering is. you that's are true. delivering i will that's say. true <laughs> okay so patty the yes. one word you would want people to use to describe your character hmm <sighs> faithful Hmm. one hour to kill at home what are you doing listen i already told lisa in the last episode i was gonna steal her answer because i will do nothing and then it's minute 57 i'm like oh shoot i should go get some water (laughs) Um, i would say if like i have my good brain on that day um i will probably just like relax and put on the show I don't have to think much about mm. I need some red vines mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna say maybe a uh, apple pie from McDonald's <laughs> yeah yes mm-hmm. yes okay yep. so you have two hours to kill outdoors where are you going the water specifically Lake Tahoe oh mm-hmm. yes yeah okay I say yes, like I've been there. I have never been there, but I've seen your pictures. We need to so. go. We need to go. Yes. I got the I'm just saying. I know. We, we, we went to for our 10 happen. year, and it was gorgeous. Wow. It's gorgeous. My oh, godparents have a cabin there. It's beautiful. I went so this um, that's summer. where we're meeting up. Okay, so there we're going to be going. We have, we have to, like, plot this, like, the great yes. upside-down road trip where in we just, Lake like, Tahoe. hit all of these different – yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. so fill in the blank, Patty. If you hate me, you'd make me blank. <sighs> Kayla already talked about my coffee and chocolate disdain for them. Mm. But really, if you hate me, you will put a raw tomato on my burger and get my bun all gross and soggy, and I will just <laughs> not. I cannot – you can't undo it. Like once, if I ask for no tomatoes on a burger in like a drive-through line, and they put tomatoes on, I'm like, it's it, it's ruined. Like it gets all the gross tomato juice. It's done. It's ruined. <laughs> wait, that wait, wait. So Pause. I need to know. Okay, so Patty, are you just like an? Are you anti-tomato in general, or just anti-tomato juice 
on. I am anti raw tomato. Period. Period. I like salsa and like sauce. Like I like sauces, but I don't like raw tomatoes. Got it. Got it. I will eat a tomato like an apple. I love tomatoes. I'm with you, Kayla. I'll eat the, I'll eat cherry ones, not a big one, but like I'll pop those mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh, like okay, slice it up, put a little salt. Oh, so good. No, my neighbors do that. They had they grew tomatoes. Look at her face. She's like, no, she's like, this friendship no, is like, over. I literally have never seen Patty make a that face. I've never seen her make a tomato it's face. It's a lot. It's a lot. But she's like, love your you know neighbor, tomatoes, except tomatoes, for the tomato tomatoes eaters. Are, tomatoes are the devil's fruit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay. That took us some places I didn't expect to go. Okay, name one thing that would be considered quirky about you. Um uh, Okay, there I don't know, like quirky, that's that's a word. Let me think about that. Okay, there's <laughs> Okay, I'm definitely one of those people when I'm pumping gas. Like I, I have to keep going if it like it has to end like on the zero, like, or maybe a five. Oh. But if it's like if it's you know like I don't know twenty dollars and thirty seven cents, I'm like nope, gotta go to twenty forty. <laughs> like I cannot. <laughs> like I, I need to round up. It needs to be like even. It try, yeah, I can't. I can't. Wow, Patty, I, can't I feel like these the last pump. two questions. Oh my gosh, illuminating. <laughs> yeah, illuminating. completely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the best thing you've been binged watched ever, or even just recently? Oh, I mean, binge watching. Uh, I mean, not recently, but. I got to go with Hallmark Christmas movies. Come on. Like, that's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Always got to binge watch the Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> Do you have like an encyclopedic, like, understanding of them too like i'll be I like do. what is this one I and do. you're like oh no 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 that actor is also in these three and was <laughs> was like paired up with this actress but then this actress but don't waste your time on that episode like don't, that movie go yeah, to this movie it's true. like yeah i, yeah, Patty, I think I've the best is when i was one. telling you <gasps> i've never seen not one hallmark christmas movie ever i don't know if i have either sorry <sighs> Patty, you're that gonna face, have to like that face really, was even worse really, than the tomato face. I'm really reevaluating a lot right now. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We all have our things. But I think the best part was when I was like naming all the um the the actors in Shit's Creek who were in Hallmark movies. And Kayla was like, no, no, no. And I'm like, uh yeah, yeah, yep. That was in she was in that movie. So he was in that much. movie. <laughs> and you recorded an episode, a podcast episode, or like a video series with Latasha Morrison talking about hallmark movies right so people can go yes, back and find that oh, yeah. yes 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 we newbies. both have the love of hallmark movies <laughs> hallmark christmas movies <laughs> okay so adult you you right now would describe kid you as blank hmm. highly competitive pretty serious <laughs> very like tender like feeling all the things and um mm just like really like sensitive to Mm. people's feelings and like I couldn't watch anything like the news or anything like I would just it was just all like too much um Mm. and and definitely a serious perfectionist even as like a little kid Mm. like I Mm. like in school like I wouldn't like a rough draft of a paper I would like have white out all over it 
And my teachers will be like, but it's a rough draft. And I'm like, yeah, and in kindergarten, like my mom like tells a story. She swears by the story that I came home from kindergarten and I was just like, she asked me how it was. And I said, and it's funny because I vaguely remember this. And I was like, the kids were not listening to the teacher. Mm. Like I was like appalled that these kindergartners, these fellow kindergartners were not listening <laughs> to their teacher. <laughs> that- to our teacher. That feels on brand. Okay, so kid you <laughs> would then describe adult you as what? Thanks, Kayla. Um, <laughs> I think I think now not as competitive, still still an empath, and still pretty serious. I have to be reminded, like loosen up. You know, when mm. I'm feeling like super healthy, I do go to like my seven wing, and I'm like, yay, let's like have fun. Um, mm. and an overcoming perfectionist. Like I'm really trying to kick that crap to the curb because mm-hmm. it's just all wrapped up in a whole bunch of junk that has white supremacist roots too, like everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't want yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if there's like one person that has kind of helped you or changed things, kind of given you a paradigm shift, a writer, a thinker, a leader, an activist, is there one person that you kind of always tend to go back to or like a time where you look back in your life and like that is a that's a shift change for me because of this person? gosh this question is I feel like I should be prepared for these because I've heard them before Um, I know it's like every time it's new it feels like like yeah okay so I can name multiple but because I think of what what I've already shared in this conversation this lines up with this like timing of like this big shift in my life and I would say um now Dr. Jamar Tisby because Mm. when I found like he and his work it was so affirming and I had no idea how much I needed it like as, as mm. then at the time of being a black Christian woman in a white evangelical Christian space. And I went to the conference that they hosted, um, the Joy and Justice Conference in Chicago in 2019. And it felt like a homecoming for me. Mm-hmm. And I was, and, you know, it reminded me of like my HBCU roots. And, mm. and again, it was just like, it was totally affirming. So I think that like in my journey where I was at that time, like him for sure. And it's That's so cool beautiful. that that like came full circle a little bit, and then you got to interview him here. Yes, on Upside Down. that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, so cool. Okay, so last question: one word that describes this upside down experience for you. Mm. It can be hyphenated. We know that now from Elisa. <laughs> I'm not a cheater. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Patty say, follows I'm, the rules. She listens to the kindergarten program one. Okay. Um, I would say transformative. Oh, see, that she just basically did it. She did what I did, but only she followed the rules. <laughs> yeah gosh i love that oh my gosh this has been such a fun thoughtful beautiful patty style episode thank you patty for for answering all of our nosy questions and going down these rabbit holes with us (laughs) thank you oh my gosh well okay yeah air them out air them out air out the pits okay so (laughs) so information on how to keep all of the past episodes, all the ones we've referenced, all the ones that are living there for you to go back and listen to, as well as to keep the door open for maybe some future bonus episodes or series will be forthcoming. So stay tuned. And until then, we can't wait 
um, to see you next time when we interview our final person, which is me. Oh, Taylor Yay! It's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride, everybody. So stay tuned, but thank you for listening. Patty, thanks for being in the hot seat and we will see you next time. Bye.